The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Jesus Christ to the city for the first time. 
the city that still stands today, not only Thessaloniki in Greece, but if you're over that way, why not visit the city where Paul, Silas, and Timothy came? Well, their ministry there lasted for just three weeks before they ran out of town. There's a map there of Thessalonica. Look for Macedonia. Just up in that top corner, you'll find Thessalonica. So Paul, Silas, and Timothy are traveling around sharing the Word of God, the Gospel of God, the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. And for three weeks, Paul and Silas share this good news, that peace with God is found in Jesus, is available to all in Jesus Christ. By the end of those three weeks that they are there, a new Christian community, which is made up of people from different cultural backgrounds, different religious backgrounds, different social standings in society. It has been formed a brand new community of believers. Well, some of the Jewish leaders in Thessalonica are upset about this. They're upset about the gospel being preached, and so they form a bit of a flash mob and run Paul and his companions out of town. And so, to protect, to protect the new community of Christians, Paul, Silas, and Timothy leave to take the heat off the new community of Christians. They head to the next town and preach the word of the Lord there. But as time has passed, as the months have gone by, no doubt the, the new community of believers have started to wonder, did Paul, Silas, and Timothy really care about them? After all, they just up and left. It only been three weeks they've been together. Maybe they started worrying, wondering if their belief in Jesus, if their faith in Jesus, Jesus was actually legitimate. Was it real? And then they started to wonder, was the suffering that they were enduring worth it in the end? Do they care about us? Are we legitimate? Is it even worth it? We can have the same questions today, can't we? Does God really care about me? Is my faith real? Is whatever I go through in life, is living this Christian life truly worth it? Questions about the value of our faith. Is it worth the sacrifices? Is it worth what I give up week in, week out? Is it worth the potential criticism and ridicule that others throw my way? Is it really worth going against the flow? Is it worth thinking and, and living differently? Is it all worth it? I don't know if you've had those questions. I can tell you I have. 
it's more spiteful to me. It is worth it. If you have, if you ever have or still do have these questions in your mind, let me encourage you to allow the letter to Thessalonians to be an encouragement and a challenge to you. Be encouraged by the words that Paul writes to this community of new Christians. But also be challenged by the challenge he sets before them. It is my prayer that as we look through this letter, and as we read their mail, that you will know exactly where you stand with God. And that living with Him as your Saviour and Lord is truly worth it. And within the first chapter of this letter, Paul allays any fears that the Thessalonian Christians may have had about their legitimacy of their faith and the value of their faith. In fact, even his greeting serves to put their minds at rest. Stick with me at verse 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. But the first line of this letter shows the new believers in Thessalonica that Paul Silvanus, which is just the Latin form of Silas, and Timothy actually care deeply for the church. The second line of the greeting points to the legitimacy of their beliefs. They are all God's people united together in him and through him. And the third line is a blessing that reminds them of what their faith in Jesus brings them. Through the grace of God, they are now at peace with God. In peace with one another. So then, just the greeting of this letter. Paul has touched on three things that will come up time and again. Their heart for the Thessalonian believers and their ongoing concern for them. He also touched on the legitimacy of the Thessalonian believers' faith and the value of faith in Jesus. And we'll start with the, the heart of Paul's followers and Timothy's for the Thessalonian believers. Can you imagine the concern that these three blokes would have had for the church? Can you imagine the uncertainty of not knowing how the church was faring? When Paul, Silas, and Timothy were had to leave because persecution, the mob had been formed and, and begun to, to persecute the church. Can you imagine the concern of not knowing how the church was going? It had only been three weeks of ministry. Had that persecution ended their faith? Or had it ended their lives? The concern that 
Paul, Silas, and Timothy had for the Thessalonian believers is much like the concern that a parent might have for a child. Can you imagine being a parent of adult kids? Maybe you've got one of your children living overseas, or maybe they're holidaying overseas, and you hear on the news of an earthquake hitting that city. Now, communication is down. You try to call on the phone, but you can't get through. Can you imagine the concern that you would have not knowing if they are if they are okay? A scale of one to ten. Where do you reckon your concern level would be? Would you be a bit Would you be starting to freak out at the ten? Three weeks, Paul, Silas, and Timothy had with these new believers. You can't learn much in three weeks, can you? Kids, could you learn a memory verse or a, or a talk for school? Do you reckon you could learn that in three weeks? Maybe better than me, maybe you could. What about if you had to, if you got a new phone or a new phone number? Do you reckon you could re- memorize that in three weeks so that when someone asks you what it is, you could actually tell them? What about a password or a pin number? Do you reckon that would be embedded in your mind within three weeks of getting it? What about learning a new job? How confident are you in a new job after just three weeks? On average, we're told, which is me searching on Google, really, that it takes more than two months before a new behaviour becomes automatic. And research has been done this says 66 days in fact. Paul and his companion take three weeks with these new believers. And they're not trying to memorize a phone number or a pin number. They're learning a whole new way of life. How do you reckon they went in three weeks? It's pretty good, it turns out. Pretty good. You'll see later in, in the letter of 1 Thessalonians in chapter 3, verse 6. The Timothy went back to Thessalonica to encourage them, to help them. And he then returns with Silas to Paul, where in Corinth, where Paul is, and, and they probably write the letter of 1 Thessalonians from. And he returns with a good report, with good news. And the prayers of Paul and his companions turn from prayers of concern to prayers of thanksgiving. And you see that in verses 2 and 3 of chapter 1. The three mentors of the new believers in Thessalonica are now like gathering around together. We see what they're doing in their daily prayers. They're gathering around together. And praying with a similar love, as I said, that a parent might have for a child. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, they were the ones that brought the gospel to this new Christian community. And notice the three things 
to call his companion praise to the Herculaneum. A case of their faith, their love, and their hope. Three things that I'll touch on again in verses 8 to 10 of chapter 1. Their faith, love, and hope. Paul describes their faith as a work of faith. He refers to their love as their labor of love. And their, of their hope is the steadfastness of their hope. So we see there that their faith, love, and hope are practical things. They're not like files or folders in a filing cabinet. There's something on a computer, a folder in a computer, where you might grab information, file it away, and put it there so it doesn't even need it. It's not something that they just store. It's something that they need. Their faith, love, and hope is more like clothing that they put on and wear out every day of their lives. Their faith, love, and hope is active wear. Not something stored away. Faith, faith, love, and hope play the same role in their lives. Is it something that we just filed away? Information? Or is it something that is active? Could your faith be described as working? Do you labor in showing love? Is your hope anchored in Jesus? Because we should not need to search for this evidence about our being part of God's people like you might rifle through stored documents in the office. Evidence of our being loved, chosen, and united with God and Jesus should be on display for all to see every day of our life. What we trust in, what we love, where our focus should show people that we belong to God. There should be practical evidence that we are truly followers of Jesus. Accepting Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, like the Christians in Thessalonica, should change our lives as well. Look at verses 4 to 7 with you. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that He has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. Paul says, You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. Goes on in verse 6, he says, And you became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia 
of being uncovered. Verses 4 and 5 say that Paul knew that they had received a true gospel message. They had received the true word about the Lord Jesus Christ, and they had seen lived examples in Paul, Silas, and Timothy of what a life in Christ should look like. He knows that they had received the true gospel. And he knows that they had accepted the true gospel. And how did he know that? As they moved on in verse 6. Because their lives had been transformed. They had received the word in much affliction within the joy of the Holy Spirit. And they had become an example for other believers. See, when Paul and his companions received the message, they also experienced the Holy Spirit's work in them and their lives were transformed. And Paul says, we see that same evidence in you. True evidence that you have accepted Jesus. And they are now lived examples of what it looks like to accept Christ. They imitate the Lord. They're examples for young people to follow. They're examples for other Christians to follow. So that those around them know exactly what it looks like to live as a follower of Jesus. Their example isn't just something that can be an encouragement for other Christians around them. It's actually something that can be used as a witness of what true acceptance is for those that don't yet know Christ. Not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from your Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere. So that we need not say anything, for they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you. Had you turned from God, turned to God from idols, to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivered us from the wrath to come. The, the effect of their practical faith their practical love, their practical hope ripples out like sound waves to the, the surrounding towns and cities. People are talking about the Thessalonian believers for all the right reasons. Yeah, what it looks like to accept and follow Jesus is just, it's not just some abstract concept for people. They've got lived examples of what it looks like, of what it can look like. 
expectations. People know what faith, love, and hope in Jesus looks like in the kingdom of God. So when now Paul, Silas, and Timothy go to a town nearby Thessalonica, you're not just hearing a message and thinking that that might be some abstract thing. They've actually got lived examples. They've heard about the Thessalonians before the message even gets there. The word today means that as well, friends. When the call comes to someone to put their trust in God, they need to be able to have a lived example of what that looks like as a reference point. When the call comes for them to trust in God, they need to be able to say something like, oh, just like Ben from Worcester. Or when the call comes to turn from our false gods and serve the living and true God, people need to know, oh, just like my mate Dave does. I know that Dave loves God more than anything else in his life. But when the call comes to them to put their hope in Jesus, in Jesus alone for their future security, wouldn't it be great if they could say, that's just like my neighbor, Helen and Simon. Friends, are the people around us talking about the Christian community at North Pine Baptist through all the world places? We are children, our neighbors, our colleagues, know what a life of faith, love, and hope in Jesus is because of our example to them. Do the people around us have lived examples in real human terms of what following Jesus looks like? Or are we content with just the chance that that might, might be left with an abstract concept for them? Just faith, love, and hope, something we wear like active wear every day. Is it something we have to fall away with this information? There's a challenge for us today, and an encouragement. The challenge for us is for us to be an example for people to follow. We might be a lived example of what faith, love, and hope in Jesus looks like in very human terms. We'll be examples for our kids, our neighbors, and our colleagues of what following Jesus looks like. How do we do that? Well, we've got to get to know people, don't we? 
And I know that for some people, that's like, yeah, can't me in. I'd like to get to my own people. That's easy for them. It's not easy for everyone, is it? But could you start with one? Could you start with getting to know one person there? Maybe you probably get worse. You not just get to know them, are you willing to have them get to know you better? Whoa. Ah, you've got to then answer the questions legitimately, don't you? When they say, tell me about you, there's an element of vulnerability there, isn't it? Is that something you'd be willing to do? Is it just one person? Let me encourage you to pray about that. Pray that the Lord would show you who you can get to know better. If you don't yet know Jesus, then you're hearing this today. Let me ask you, do you know someone who you could say is a living example of what faith in Jesus looks like. A living example of practical faith, practical love, practical hope in Jesus Christ. Do you know someone? Do you have a friend, a colleague, or a neighbor who you could say, oh, that's what that looks like? Would you be willing to get to know them better? find out more about what makes sense. If you don't have someone, could you be willing to get to know us better? Maybe this is a bit daunting. Would you be willing to start with one person? What's that be the challenge? Today. But also be we sit and live in a community, a Christian community, of practical, lived examples of what faith, love, and hope in Jesus is for. Look for those examples. And be encouraged to become one of those examples for someone else. Let me pray. Our loving Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you for your great word. I thank you that we can read this mail between Paul, Silas, and Timothy and the Thessalonian believers. I thank you that we can be challenged and encouraged by it today. Father, I just pray, giving thanks for those who are lived examples of faith in you here. Well, I thank you for those examples. And I pray that we'll be encouraged to imitate them. And for anyone, Lord, who's wrestling with questions about, do you really care? Is their faith legitimate? Or is following Jesus really worth it? Lord, I pray that you'll speak very clearly to them today and through our sister in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.